for 40 years, it's 40, 41 episodes actually, oh my god. <laughs> we have two extraordinary topics, very much related actually. New gears, new games, we are super excited, but first... How are you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you, bro? <laughs> oh, bro, I'm doing much better now that we are recording our episode. I mean, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm super thrilled to be recording here with you today. Likewise. And especially on those subjects, I think we actually mentioned uh, about your, you know, the first subject of our <laughs> conversation today a few times in a few episodes. So we did. The time has finally come. Yes. For us to talk about your new gear, yes, right, yes. bro. Oh, that's that's a good topic to have, uh, especially these days, because like people usually like after the summer, uh, we had uh, we had Labor Day in the U.S., which is usually like a sales moment, and so people just mm -hmm. bought new gear, and I think it's the right time, you know, to chat about gear, not just mine. Uh, of course, mine may be slightly more expanded that, than yours, but we should also discuss about your gear because I know that you love like having those like accessories and like all that stuff. So we should definitely talk about oh, your gear no. too. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, actually, it, it's going to be fun because it's like two perspectives because yes. I think you're, as you very well said, I think you have a bit more advanced, maybe next gen uh, gear than my than mine, but you know, like it's it's two ways of seeing gaming. And yeah. bro, speaking of gaming, um, yes, it's our tradition to start our episodes <laughs> with like a chit chat on what we have been playing lately. <laughs> so I want to hear about you. Have you been playing something new these days? I have, <laughs> I have, uh, and bro. Okay, so. <clears throat> You know that my transition from PlayStation, the PlayStation world, to the Xbox One was smooth. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. And what I did yesterday, because I had I had a few hours ahead of my like ahead, and uh, Pauline was like just chilling on her phone, and I was like, you know what, I can play. And of course, I still have my Far Cry Five uh, session going on, or like game mm -hmm. save going on. But I was like. I want to play something else. I wanted something else. And uh, it's, it's kind of related to the topic of today because uh, Xbox, the way they do updates and the way you can download games is very, very nice and smooth um, compared to what I used to have on my PS4, for instance. Um, but I'm not comparing with PS5 because I don't have a PS5. Whatever. What I did was to go to the Xbox store because they had this huge sale for Ubisoft oh. games. Ubisoft mm. games. Oh, and okay, I, that's cool. What, tell us, bro, what did you find in that sale? <laughs> I'm uh, excited right now. I, I bought the latest Assassin's Creed game, and you know I'm a huge fan. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, and so... Oh, uh, my God. Okay, bro, I, I think the last Assassin's Creed that you played like thoroughly was the one in in greece right the, yes. the origin yes uh so it okay. was not origin so origins was in egypt i finished that one i think two oh, years right. ago maybe less than that mm -hmm. uh, we chat we we had a chat about origins uh in episode 20 something i guess um and yeah so like origins i finished it odyssey my problem is that i'm i'm almost done with the game 
almost finished the game. But it's on my PS4. And the problem is that these days I'm not touching the PS4 a lot because it sounds like a plain engine. Every time I turn it on and I try to play, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I really feel like something is going to happen to my bedroom and I'm like, I should not play. I should not play. Oh, God. <laughs> but I was very close yesterday of buying both, actually, like mm. Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Odyssey just to start a new save. But I was like, we are busy gamers. You know that you're very much aware of that. That's what this podcast was about before, before we expanded to New Horizons too. But we are very busy. And I was like, you know what? It's fine if, even as a completionist, I don't finish that game, but I switch to the next one. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's about Vikings and bro. Okay. I played, I think I played two hours. Two hours and 30 minutes, something oh, around those lines. Okay, that, that's, a, that's a solid start, bro. That's a solid start. And to tell, like, just to tell you how I feel about that game, after two hours and 30 minutes, I felt like I've been playing for 15 minutes, which is a mm. very good sign. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good sign, bro. Yeah. It's so immersive. So, of course, it's on Xbox. Uh, Series X, so like latest gen, whatever console from Xbox from Microsoft. But bro, everything is every detail. So you really feel like you're a Norse person fighting. And and let me just tell you and give you one spoiler, just one. At the end of the prologue, so basically you have an intro just to see like what's going on and what is going to happen, whatever. You're a kid. But you cannot really tell if you're a male or a female. You cannot really tell because you're mm. a kid. After the prologue, they are like, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a male cool. or a female? Or let the animus choose for you. Because remember, the animus is like basically what you have in all the Assassin's Creed game. It's like you're okay. in the present but you're like going back to the past and living those like ancient characters' lives through the animus, mm -hmm. which is, in my opinion, a great and wonderful idea that they've, they've been exploring for all these games. Whatever, that's good. Yeah. And so you have this choice, you know, to make. And what I did, because you probably know me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let the animus choose because why not? I mean, it's if they implemented that into the game, I should use it. It's like some randomness at the very beginning. And it's a great oh, idea. So yeah. Instead of having to choose, because if I had to choose, I would go for a male person because I've been mm -hmm. playing all those Assassin's Creed games as a male character. And I feel like I should not be the one choosing. I should let mm -hmm. my Xbox choose for me or Ubisoft choose for me. <laughs> and guess what? I'm a female, bro. I'm a female oh. and I love it. I just love it. It's so much fun. Oh, that's so cool. She's a badass. And so she has a crew because you have a Viking uh, boat. Uh, so long boat, whatever. So much fun. You have snow. Like it's very Norse, you know. I cannot even explain it, but they are talking about Odin. They are talking about Thor, and you're like, oh my, ah, oh, I love it, bro. It's it's brilliant. 
I know that as uh, I know that Ubisoft is usually doing a great job with uh, Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. games. It's not just about like playing those games. It's also about um, the the surroundings, you know, the universe. And like these days, I'm just playing as a Viking, and I've been enjoying this. I've been enjoying this. I can tell you that tonight I'm gonna play. I know I'm gonna play because what else can I do? What else should I do besides playing <laughs> that game? Wow. <laughs> Okay, bro. I haven't seen you this excited about a new game <laughs> in a while. So, like, I am, I am so happy for you. And honestly, bro, like, I've like the game that I intend to start playing these days. Wow. I, I haven't started yet. Okay. Because I know it's gonna be a big commitment, and I just finished another commitment attached to it. Because so. Now, with the new TV show from Amazon, The yes. Rings of Power, uh, Kane and I were like, okay, if we want to watch this show properly, we have to watch all the Hobbit movies and all the Lord of the Rings movies again. <laughs> and so that's what we did. And but it was amazing. Yes. I mean, like, I wish you guys were here because you were the the ones yes. watching those movies with us when we yes. were back in San Diego. Yes. But then we, we basically rewatched all the movies again. Oh my god. So now we are ready to start, you know, the TV show. Oh. And on top of that, bro, I think I'm going to play Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War again. Because <gasps> you know I, I wanna be like fully immersed in this in this cinematics and, and the Tolkien universe. So bro, I'm I'm super excited because you know for the first time I'm gonna play on my PS5. Yeah. And you know, like the, the dual sense with bow and arrow, it's just like a perfect match because you know you can actually feel the ball. You know, like it, it's incredible. So people are saying that it's worth playing again. And bro, I'm I'm really excited. I know it's gonna be a commitment, and I hope that I have enough time to actually commit to it because it's a pretty dense game. Yeah. But bro, I'm I'm super thrilled, and and you know I just can't wait to start. Ah, I'm so excited for you. And you know what we should be doing because now you're making mm. think about something. I finished Shadow of Mordor. I did not play thoroughly Shadow of War. I think I played an hour or something around those lines. But it was a time where I was finishing, I think, Assassin's Creed Origins, so the one in Egypt, and that I had Mm -hmm. in advance the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So it was not a good time to be playing that game because I had other games to play. And you know what? And it's part, and it's probably a very good transition for the next topic. I, Mm -hmm. I saw yesterday that Shadow of War was available on Game Pass. So I could potentially oh. download it on my Xbox Series X oh, and start so cool. and start playing it at the same time as you. Yay. And Oh my god, that's so cool. And we would have a topic. I know we it's an old game. We know it's an old game, but mm-hmm. it could be a great topic to be able to reconnect through the same game and like basically discuss about the game that you're revisiting and that I'm visiting for the first time. Because I know that this game was one of the top-notch game of the past decade. Um, so yeah, definitely, we probably should do it. I'm excited. Oh, bro, I love the idea. Let's definitely do it. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited and really happy that you have this new wonderful game to play. And actually, like, I want you to 
let me know and let us know, you know, everyone who is listening to us, if I should or not play this game, because I have like mixed feelings about it based on the reviews I read. Yeah. So I can't wait for you to tell us what you think. Okay. But bro, um, I mean, that's like an excellent way to start our first <laughs> subject today, because, you know, we are talking about, you know, our new gear and uh, you and I have been exploring the next generation gears of gaming for quite some time now like mm-hmm. you and i were probably the first ones back in the days complaining about the fact that no one could actually buy a playstation 5 or an xbox yeah uh, a new xbox because you know they're just like mm-hmm. nowhere to be found and yep. so on <clears throat> and now here we are you know several months after <laughs> the release of these consoles um and and you and i chose different paths so yes. i went as usual with Sony and you basically f- probably for the first time in your life went yes. Microsoft for the first and, time and bro from what you have been telling me I I'm assuming that you have like way more than the new Xbox like you have a lot of new gears and you have been experiencing the whole <laughs> gaming thing in a whole new level yeah. and bro tell us <laughs> what have you built as your <laughs> gaming gear and and what do you recommend from it? Ah, oh, that's the, and yeah, that's the first topic of today. So it's gonna be dance. Um, and of course, bro, if you have any questions, because I'm gonna basically explain what I have. But if you have any questions, and especially uh, related to let's say one accessory that I've been using, the reasons why I'm using it, because like I think it's also part of the ecosystem that I've been building. Let me start by saying one thing, and it's not really related to video games, but I love Apple, and I know that you love Apple. And one of the reasons why we love Apple is the ecosystem. It's that everything makes sense. Uh, You're like basically grabbing your AirPods, being able to listen on your iPhone, you switch to your iPad, the AirPods switch, automatically to your iPad. And the good thing is that it posts what you were playing on your iPhone. I mean, it's wonderful. It's an ecosystem. People that are not on the iPod or iPhone ecosystem, Apple ecosystem, cannot really experience what it is and what it feels like. Mm -hmm. But let me start by saying this. The ecosystem I've built is exactly the same, but for video games. It is what a nice way to start this conversation, bro. You got me hooked up. Yes, there, there you go. And you need a hook, <laughs> especially for PlayStation fans, because I used to be a big PS fan. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not anymore, but I've, I, I think it was part of the challenge. I was like, I've been with PlayStation all these years, and I respect what Sony is doing. I respect all of that, but let's try to see what the others have to offer. And I knew mm-hmm. from the beginning that the Series X was probably not not as next-gen as some people were describing the PS5 uh, to be. So it's like, hey, you have the PS5, you have the Xbox Series X. We knew at the time that the Xbox Series X had more teraflops, but slightly more, mm-hmm. not a lot more, slightly more. But let me tell you one thing. I do not think that today, for all the videos I watched and whatever, I don't think that the Xbox Series X is ahead of PS5. 
That's not what we are trying to, to bring to the conversation today. I'm not trying to say that Xbox is better than PS5. But mm-hmm. what makes a huge difference, in my opinion, is Game Pass. Game Pass is next-gen. That's next-gen. That's the, that's the piece that is truly next-gen, in my opinion. And let me explain why. My journey with Microsoft, starting with my gaming PC that stands on my left right now, gaming PC that I bought from Alienware two years ago, something around those lines, I think. And I've been Mm -hmm. in love with the fact that I could play on my PC, but also with an Xbox controller. Because I mean, Microsoft, Microsoft, whatever. It's working well. And then I started experiencing Game Pass on my PC just to have games and pay a subscription to get games. And I transitioned to Xbox for the same reason. I felt like Game Pass was a very good service to get games anytime and you could play them. The good thing, and I'm going to mention that now because I I feel like it's important too, we mentioned Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. I bought it on the Microsoft Store, so it was not part of the Game Pass thing. But... I can play it on my PC too. And that's an important Mm. thing to consider. I bought it on the Xbox Store and I have the Xbox Store on my PC. I can download the same game and probably play with even higher graphics because my PC is even more powerful than my Xbox Series X. So in theory, I can play with the same controller on my PC in my bedroom or in my living room, but I have this kind of like versatility in terms of playing because I bought the game but I can play it on two different platforms that's not bad and it's not Game Pass oh, bro, that's yeah that, that, that's that's really cool and I mean I think like my first question to you is do you catch yourself switching between you know gears let's say like for, for a given game you're playing because mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you might have a few games that you know are best played on your PC versus your Xbox. But for a given game that you're enjoying, do you catch yourself switching gears and, you know, like playing on different screens? Or is it something that you can do, but you don't normally do? That's an excellent question. And that's probably the question to ask. No, I'm not switching platforms. I have defined patterns uh, of playing. Usually I'm playing certain mm-hmm. games on my PC. I'm play th- playing other games on my Xbox Series X. I was about to say PS5. I don't have a PS5 <laughs> on my <laughs> Xbox Series X. And let me talk now about another thing because that's, that's Game Pass. But I'm with you. It's not that I'm using those two different platforms for the same games. That, that would not be true. I'm guessing that some people mm-hmm. do but I'm not doing it, and for a simple reason. I don't think that I want to play Valhalla on a tinier screen. Uh, that would be probably mm-hmm. high refresh rate, uh, because that's what I have for my gaming PC, but that's probably not the intention behind it. I don't want to play this kind of game on my PC. I know what my PC is capable of, but I don't want to play this kind of game on my PC. Uh, I could, but I'm not doing it. I have my television 
I have another television in my bedroom and my TV is hooked up to the television too. So I could potentially play on my television in the bedroom, Valhalla. So that could be something I do if Pauline is watching something mm-hmm. in the living room. But now, mm-hmm. but now, let me tell you about another accessory I bought this summer and that I'm in love with. I'm in love with mm-hmm. this one. And I think that it's truly bringing the next gen thing into the, the discussion. It's a controller for my iPhone. It's called Backbone. So it's the Backbone controller. I'm not the first one to try it. You have so many videos online about Backbone saying that it's a wonderful product. It's amazing. And bro, Mm. the only thing I have to do is to grab my phone, like insert the controller on the two sides. So basically it will use your lightning and you have a throughput. So you can basically plug another lightning to charge it if you want to. Um, And that's pretty cool. You can plug uh, your headset if you want to or you can use your AirPods or whatever Bluetooth uh, headset you have. And I've been playing Game Pass. Game Pass. This time the streaming service on my phone as if it was a Switch. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah. And... And oh my god, bro! And, and and how does the controller look like? Is it more? It, does it look like a you know switch controllers, for example? It's it, to me, it's better. It's even better. Let me send you a link, um, bro. Backbone is amazing. It's amazing because it's also an ecosystem, and I'm gonna put that in the live chat if we have people around. Cool. Uh, just so that everyone can see it. And so basically, good idea. Yeah. Basically, you are, it's very, you have muscle memory when you are using the backbone controller, probably because it looks like a switch, kind of, um, Mm -hmm. or joy cons. And the size of your screen, because it's it's an iPhone, if you have a Pro or Pro Max or Plus, whatever size you have, but if it's a big one, it really looks like a switch. And it's very enjoyable. And... Bro, I've been playing so much FIFA <laughs> on, on my on iPhone. Phone? On my phone. No way. I'm bro. not playing FIFA on my Xbox Series X these days. I'm just playing FIFA exclusively on my phone. Exclusively I on my phone. This. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Okay, bro. I'm actually taking a look at this controller for the first time. And Jesus, it, it looks so professional. It's yeah. like, it looks gorgeous, actually. It's really gorgeous, cool. bro. Oh, my God. And, and what about, like, the, the size of your phone screen? Is it enough to play FIFA comfortably? It's perfect. And again, I'm going to go back to the fact that I will not play every game that I'm playing on my Series X on my phone. I don't think that's the goal too. The Game Pass streaming service is more of a, I just want to play casually on my phone. Mm -hmm. And if I have a slight lag, remember we discussed about Stadia at the time and I was complaining a lot about the lag, but I was complaining for a fair reason. I was complaining because it was the only way we could play games. It was online streaming I cannot complain about Game Pass or the streaming service having some lags because guess what? I have a Series X 
If I want to play with mm -hmm. no lags, just go to my living room and I play FIFA there. So exactly. very slight lag sometimes, from time to time. It's not all the time. But I would not play an FPS. So for instance, I mentioned mm -hmm. Far Cry 5. I would not play Far right. Cry 5 on my phone. I tried. And let me tell you, the slight lag you're getting from time to time is too big of a deal for me to be able to play uh, and to be immersed in the in the playing in the actual playing so it's it's not it's not enough but for indie games uh, that require a controller for uh, mm -hmm. casual games like FIFA or you're playing basketball games you know 2k23 or like stuff around those lines it's so good because you don't have to download the game first you can start the game within seconds the only thing you have to do is to plug the backbone uh, controller, you start your streaming session and you can start playing. And, and, and that's a big and, everything is saved on the cloud. So if you were playing FIFA as a carrier, you know, like I picked that club, that's my favorite club. Mine is Arsenal, by the way. Uh, so if I've been playing with Arsenal and winning like some games, I can save it before leaving. Next time I pick up my backbone, and I want to play again, I'm gonna be using the same saved, like save. And so I can play the next game, not the ones I played. And that's wonderful because people don't realize that wow. that's a true ecosystem. And it goes with the fact that if I want to play on my Xbox Series X, I will use the same save, same one. Oh, that's crazy. That's next gen. Bro, that's that's really next gen, bro. That, yeah. That's that's something else. I mean, I I remember you and I chatting about this multiple times. It was like a complaint that we had, yeah. that we usually had, you know, about we have all these really cool screens. You have an iPad Pro, you have your phone, you have MacBooks, other PCs, and and I mean, now you can actually, you know merge all those things together and mm -hmm. combine them in the best way possible for a given game mm -hmm. and bro the controller itself i'm i'm now thinking about the controller like for mm -hmm. example you're playing with your um xbox controller most of mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. and you know i heard that is like a lot of people know this like the xbox controller is probably like maybe the most loved controller out there yeah. right yeah and then you move or you switch to this backbone. Yeah. What about muscle memory? That's a, that's a fair question. Uh, it's definitely not an Xbox controller. Isn't, it's not as good. Uh -huh. But I wanted to go and I chose backbone for a simple reason. I wanted, to, I wanted to have or to reduce the lag as much as possible. So it's a plug-in controller, meaning that it's plugged into uh -huh. my iPhone. So there is potentially no lag whatsoever. I so see. when I click a button, it's just about sending the information to the server and getting back the information. And I did not want to use Bluetooth because that was the other option. You use your Xbox controller, mm -hmm. you use a clip, and you put your phone on top of the controller. That's what a lot of people are doing. But, but you have the lag for the Bluetooth connection. It's not a lot, right. it's very small, but you add this very small lag to the lag of the trigger to the cloud, you know? 
I mm-hmm. wanted to be as low as possible, to reduce the lag as much as possible, to be able to enjoy, in most cases, using my backbone or using my phone. And so for me, again, I don't think it's a perfect controller, but I feel like it's the perfect accessory to have in your bag just in case you know you will have 15 minutes to play. And let me tell you one I thing, see. and that's where it's truly next gen. I'm at work. I have a lunch break. I have no one uh, like eating with me that day for, I don't know, for whatever reason. So I have some time ahead of me because I don't want to like go back to my computer and to work stuff. I can plug my backbone, the outside where I have Wi-Fi signal, enjoy mm-hmm. in a couch and play FIFA. And you're like, okay, it's 2022, but that's fucking next gen. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, absolutely, bro. It's it's like what Nintendo Switch gave to us, yeah. but even more dynamic, I think, right? Because yeah. the Switch is on your Switch. That, yeah. That's about it, right? Yeah. So you have to have a Switch console. It works wonderfully for what you're describing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, even the, the Joy-Con mm-hmm. have some problems. They're really small for people with big hands. They're mm-hmm. sort of, like, difficult. For example, I never managed to play Zelda Breath of the Wild using my Joy-Con. Never. <laughs> it was just... I, I wasn't nearly as as good and precise as I was with a pro controller. Pro controller. And then yeah. with a pro controller, it's a, it's something else, right? You have to mm-hmm. probably use a TV because, you know, it would be a <laughs> bit weird to have like the tiny little screen a little yeah. too far from you. And and so I, I see that, you know, maybe these options have combined this freedom that yeah. the Nintendo Switch gave to us, mm-hmm. but in a in an f- even finer way, maybe. So, yeah. so bro, that's amazing. I'm, uh, and, and, and what about this backbone? Can you actually use it as a, as a regular controller mm-hmm. if you wanted to Bluetooth connect it with something else? So it's not using Bluetooth. It's using Lightning. Uh, but you can, mm. you can potentially use it with your iPad or Mac. Uh, I think it's definitely compatible with all um, Apple platforms and you would use a USB. Okay. So USB-C to Lightning I and see. you would plug the USB-C onto your iPad or Lightning if you have a Lightning and basically use the mm-hmm. same for your Mac and then you can use it as a controller. But in that case, it's it's a bit weird because you have nothing in between the two uh, controllers, so the two Joy-Cons, so like they are slightly more close one to another. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Playing with, you remember because you probably have them, uh, the two Joy Cons and the uh, controller to like click them, you know, like put them onto it. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, it's not the best controller on the planet. So let me use something else. <laughs> and I do, I uh, and no, I do I have it. other ones. Uh, one thing I wanted to tell you, bro, and I think that at this point, what I do not understand is that Sony. And uh, and Nintendo are not working with Microsoft to bring Game Pass to their platforms. Let me explain why. No. I bought this uh, extra controller from Backbone. But let me tell you one thing. If I had no Switch, and if I knew that Game Pass was available on Switch, I think I would have bought a Switch instead of a controller for my iPhone. Because 
you want to have the best of what is available for, um, I mean, for playing casually outside, I mean, handheld uh, playing. And I think that the Switch mm -hmm. is the best in this particular case. What I do not get is that having Game Pass on Switch is not being made and is not available at this time because of Nintendo not accept accepting it. I really feel like Microsoft mm -hmm. these days want to have Game Pass everywhere because I'm, I'm not sure that you're aware, but now Samsung TVs, Samsung, they do have Game Pass integrated. So you start your TV. No, I didn't know that. You start your TV. Mm. The only thing you know is an Xbox controller. You just need an Xbox controller. You can play on your new TV. You don't need an Xbox. You're just playing on Game Pass on ah, your TV. It's crazy. It's what this uh, Google thing tried to do many years ago. Yeah. What was it called again, bro? Uh, with Stadia and Chromecast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. I didn't know that, bro. And wow, they're I, really going towards yeah, that direction, I think. That's what is next gen to them. Like the Xbox mm -hmm. is just part of the ecosystem for very needy players that want almost no lag. But for other people that are buying a new Samsung TV, they don't want to buy the brake or the shoebox, you know, but they want to play casually. <laughs> They can just bring a controller, an old one, because it's also compatible with old controllers from Xbox. So it's, mm -hmm. it could be an Xbox One controller. And you can play on your TV that is brand new. You don't need anything else. You just need your controller. And so that's why, to me, Microsoft is em embracing the next-gen playing as streaming, but also having platforms, PC, Xbox, mm -hmm phones and i really feel like everyone should work together because if next time i want to buy the ps6 for instance they should have game pass i want to be able to buy a playstation console but still play game pass because that's what i like that's the service i want because i want to play on my phone too but i don't care about the platform and right now i think that sony is making a big mistake they are like no, people just want games to play in their living room, uh, comfortably in their couch. And you're like, no, 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 no. Next gen right now is about giving seamless playing to everyone. In my opinion, again, I'm just giving my opinion. Some people may disagree. You may disagree, bro, and you will tell me your opinion. But I really like the fact that everything is seamless these days. And again, going back to mm -hmm. Apple... That's why we are buying iPhones. That's why we are buying iPads and Macs. People don't realize, but it's not because the phone is amazing or better than Android, which is not the case. Let's be honest. Like some Android phones may be better, but the ecosystem yeah. is so much ahead of the competition. It's so good. It's so good to live within the Apple ecosystem. And let me tell you one thing, and that's going to be my conclusion for the first part. It's so good to live within the Microsoft slash Game Pass ecosystem for video gaming. Wow, bro, that was very thorough. I mean, thank you for that. Sure. And I think that a lot of our listeners are probably still wondering, you know, what, what ecosystem to buy or invest money mm -hmm. onto. Mm -hmm. And I still think that 
you know, uh, in the end of the day, most of our, you know, of the new generation of gamers will basically already be born expecting the next generation to be exactly what you described. You know, like people are so connected these days all the time and they want to be able to play their games or watch their videos on YouTube mm -hmm. anywhere they want. Mm -hmm. That, you know, like I think this is, it's more than uh, I like it or I think it makes sense. It's a tendency. It's something mm -hmm. quite irreversible at this point. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that you were basically immersed in what is going to be the future of gaming, bro. Yeah. And, and, and in my perspective, and again, I am usually a bit more old fashioned in that way. <laughs> uh, you, you know, like I like to have, you know, my, my home, for example, compartmentalized Yeah. in a sense that if I am in my bedroom, I don't think about a video game. Mm -hmm. And and it's something that I, I actually realized, bro, and, and it's very much related to the book we are reading yeah. for our new, you know, book club. Uh -huh. And I have I, I have been realizing something. I am a very anxious person. Yeah. And if I am too connected, I get even more anxious. So mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't realize, but I am like, I realize that I'm like overwhelmed. And then Kenny just says, you know what? If you turn off your phone now, don't look at your emails and go to your garden in 30 minutes, you're going to be a brand new person. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel Yeah. after 30 minutes disconnected. Mm -hmm. So what I realized, bro, was that, you know, I agree with you, the PS5 is much more old fashioned in the sense that, you know, you have that huge black and white console next to your TV, <laughs> which has definitely solved the huge noise from PS4. <laughs> so it's definitely not there anymore. That's good. <laughs> and, and, and bro, it's like this, when I turn that thing on, mm -hmm. I am playing my games. Yeah. And when I turn that thing off, I am not playing my games. I'm not going to get to know uh, maybe like, I don't know, screens with like signs of, like, oh, you stopped your game here. Should you continue? Or, you know, like all this input usually drives me a bit crazy. Yeah. So I think that for me, bro, you know, like my Switch, my mm -hmm. PS5, they work for me really well because I can compartmentalize. Like mm -hmm. when I'm done with them, I'm done with them. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah. phone is not for playing video games because, you know, I already, like, unfortunately spend too much time on my phone. I think I should yeah. actually spend less time. Same. So mm -hmm. what I'm thinking, bro, is that if I had, for example, the next titles you're going to be discussing about mm -hmm. very easily on my phone, I would probably be a more anxious and a yeah. less focused person than I am right now. So... I am with you 100% about mm -hmm. the future of gaming, mm -hmm. but for a person like me, I don't think it would work long term. That's 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 very nice. That's first that's very that's very nice feedback for our audience because I feel like a lot of people feel the same as you. Uh, me, what is helping me with that, like being an anxious uh, with video gaming or like having too much input, is that usually I don't have time. 
It's just that simple. Mm. It's I know that it's like I have the versatility <laughs> of the ecosystem, but let me tell you, like my PC has not been turned on for like a week or so because I don't have time. I just don't have time. But I know that I can do it if I want. But very expensive. And another thing that we did not mention, and that's probably a good segue into the next topic that we have for today. We did not talk about exclusives. And mm -hmm. with the next subject we are bringing on the table today, we have two out of three games that are exclusives. And so exclusives are still a big thing in 2022 and in the coming probably decade. And one thing mm -hmm. that Microsoft is still not the best at is having good exclusives. They are spending a lot of money. And I think that at some point they will catch up with Sony. They are not there yet, but it's very, like we are still living in that exclusive uh, time uh, in terms of video gaming. You, you need to buy the console to be able to play that game. And that's the perfect segue into the next segment because we are going to talk about three amazing games to come. And, and the first one, and I want to hear about you because you are super excited probably about that game. The first one, is the next God of War. Exactly, bro. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, that, that, that's precisely what I've... <laughs> so, so Sony has, has me as, you know, like a, a victim of their platform. They have me as, <laughs> as a certain customer because of a few titles that they have. And, yeah. and God of War is definitely one of them, if not maybe the most important. The one, yes. So, Bro, I've played all God of Wars that were available, mm -hmm. all of them. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed all of them, but God of War 4, which was the first sort of like quote-unquote next-gen because it's actually yeah. available on PS5, mm -hmm. um, is, is definitely something else. It has <laughs> all the really cool features from, from God of War, uh -huh. but a much more mature storytelling because, you know, now he's a father... Mm -hmm. There's all this this father and son relationship that has been built, yeah. You know, and 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 you basically like feel embraced by the whole story. Mm -hmm. And and for God of War four, Atreus is just a child. Like he's a very mm -hmm. young child. I, I would say that he's probably like ten or twelve at most. And and now for God of War Ragnarok, which is the next title of the franchise. Atreus is more like a teenager, so he's much more of a badass. So I'm assuming that, you know, like, it's not going to be that easy anymore because, you know, for God of War 4, it was pretty much automatic, right? He would back you up during the fights. You can actually control him, but there is very little that the enemies can do against him because he's a child. So mm -hmm. he basically dodges really well. And if something is about to get hurt, it's, it's the father, never the son. Okay. So you basically control Kratos and, you know, like, yeah. Atreus is fine. But right now, from the trailers I've been watching, I think he's going to be in a different phase. <laughs> he's actually much more aware of his power because, you know, Atreus is actually Loki in the story. Yeah. So, so a god uh, of mischief. So he's finally realizing that his magic is, like, different and, you know, like, He's probably awakening to that. And bro, so there are a lot of new characters in this game that, you know, were briefly mentioned 
mm-hmm. in the previous story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I can tell, bro, from, from the trailers that I've been watching, I don't think it's going to be revolutionary like the God of War 4 was because it's a continuation of God of War 4. Yeah. So, you know, like from God of War 3 to 4, there was like a major breakthrough, mm-hmm. lots of years developing the game. So they changed the way you play completely. They changed Kratos. They changed the weapons. A lot of like new stuff. And and for this new one, God of War Ragnarok is a continuation. So I'm, I'm pretty positive that there are going to be a lot of like new elements, but it's not like a brand new game. I see. Nevertheless, I'm extremely excited. I think it's going to be the first time that Kratos is going to fight Thor. And they're, and they're saying like th- that this fight is going to be absolutely epic. Oh, wow. And, and bro, I just can't wait. The game is going to be released on November 9th. So pretty close to my birthday. <laughs> I think it's a sign. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, it's a sign. It's bro, definitely I'm a sign. I'm so excited. <laughs> And I mean, this game was actually developed, uh, you know, after the, the the launch of PS5. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that the DualSense is going to be much more used in this game than in God of War 4, which yeah. is like already pretty awesome. Yeah. But you can tell like it's just a game that works well because the DualSense is just amazing. But for this next one, they're saying like the, the feeling of throwing an axe in the dual sense is like mind blowing. Oh my god. So bro, I just can't wait to play this title. <laughs> oh my god. No, like that that's okay. I have a few questions for you because I I love the series, but I haven't been playing that series often. So most of the time the way I'm like enjoying God of War is through videos, but not playing myself. Mm-hmm. Um and for probably several reasons, um, it's usually not a true open world. And you know that I'm very much into open worlds, uh, like mm-hmm. true open worlds, uh, especially these days. And you have to pick the games that you're playing because there are so many games around. And so I'm usually not playing right. God of War. But I enjoyed very much seeing you playing God of War 4, definitely. And one question that I have for you is uh, the following. I know that usually what you do before playing the next game in a series is usually replay the game. Do you have that in mind with God of War 4? Are you going to play a game again? Bro, I actually replayed the God of War 4 recently. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course. Yes, like I... I mean, I installed all my my games from PS4 onto Mm -hmm. my PS5 Mm -hmm. and then... It turned out that I started playing, what was it? I think it was The Witcher 3. So I started <laughs> playing The Witcher 3. As soon as I got all the, the games onto my PS5, loved it. Yes. And then I was like, oh my God, but you know, throwing that axe as Kratos on the PS5 must be extraordinary. Yeah. And then at one point I just couldn't resist. And bro, I beat the game again on PS5 because <laughs> it's, it's impossible to stop. So it was amazing, bro. It was just amazing. <laughs> oh, I respect that so much. Um, and yeah, look, everyone is waiting for that game. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it's going to be the game of 2022, um, especially since mm-hmm. we had uh, a game being postponed. 
was supposed to be released in 2022. That's going to be the third game we are going to talk about today. But yes. originally, that game was supposed to be released for winter 2022, like something around Christmas, probably. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be for 2023. But let's not, not, let's not get ahead of this. Um, I don't think we should talk about the third game yet. We have a second mm -hmm. game to talk about. And we are yes. extremely, yes. both of us, extremely excited about that game. Bro, do you have something else to tell us about Hogwarts Legacy? Oh, bro. Okay, so this this afternoon, Kane and I actually found this video on YouTube. <laughs> I think it's like 12 minutes on <laughs> of gameplay, you know? And, and, bro, I actually didn't realize that this was out. I don't know when it actually came out, but the, the trailer at, at the first a uh, few minutes of the, the game or the gameplay thing they're basically showing every single house from Hogwarts depending on where your character is gonna be <laughs> and that alone yeah. gave me the chills bro because like I have never seen the common room for Ravenclaw nope. never nope. and all those books and the blue walls and the symbols everywhere and the students inside mm -hmm. i was like oh bro what is going to be that game i think it's gonna be like yeah yeah mind-blowing just like unbelievable bro T to me and i may be wrong but i don't remember being that excited about a game to be released i if ever which means a lot but to me the problem with the Harry Potter franchise is that we never truly get one game that was mind-blowing. We had a couple of games that were not too bad, but it was never, never, there was never a truly great game. Never. And we are, never. like the two of us, both of us, we are big fans. Of course. I mean, mm -hmm. we are the age of like people like for being <laughs> fan of harry potter like we were 11 exactly. when he was 11 so i mean when exactly. the first book was released and whatever it's so much fun but bro that game is bringing and i have the chills every time i see a video from that game every time mm -hmm. and to be honest with you when i saw the same video as you i think it was last month it was released at the end of august if i'm not mistaken when i saw that video I was like, that's probably the first time I cannot even tell which house I'm going to pick <laughs> because all of them look so wonderful that I want to replay mm -hmm. the game to be able to play each house. Exactly. What the fuck? I'm sorry. Like, okay, I had to say a bad word now, but this game <laughs> looks mind-blowing the only thing that i really hope is going to happen is that it's going to surprise us in a good way and i hope that just like the witcher 3 it would give us like very different path to be able to re-explore the game for the different houses you know because if it's very linear and if you're just replaying the same story as a different character from a different house it's not gonna be very enjoyable I truly mm -hmm. hope that it's really like a next-gen game. And I think that it's going to be next-gen. But, bro, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bro, so 
Apparently, there is this old magic that, you know, only your character can actually fully control. Mm -hmm. So, there is a new layer. There's something pretty new that they are hiding pretty well as well. So, they keep telling you that there is this. Oh, my God. But they never showed in a trailer what this means. So excited. in, In this one trailer, I think you can see for the first time. So, there's this character. That is talking to the the probably like the controlled character in the trailer. Okay. And then uh, he comes to her. So the the person is playing a female character. So this guy comes to her and says, "If you use this curse, which is Cruciatus, there is no way back. It's like you're you're basically." Showing to the world that you know you're actually going to use a forbidden curse, one of the four. So, are you sure you want to do this? And then they basically film her face, and then there's this panel opening up. So, I think that you're going to have like multiple possible choices. Oh, either fuck. like I'm not sure, or what do you think, or yes, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do it. So, bro. Like, Kenny freaked out. And I mean, usually Kenny doesn't even look at the games I'm playing. <laughs> and like, she lost it. And she was like, okay, here's the thing. We're going to have to play this twice. And one of the times is going to be a damn hero. And the second time is going to be like worse than Voldemort. Yeah. No, <laughs> same. Like, same. Same. And that's the beauty of that game. Because we never got the chance to play something else besides Harry. And being the good guy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. first, open world. Yes, finally. I don't think that there is Quidditch, though. Like, I was reading on one of the Reddit thing that Quidditch was something else and maybe it would not be fully implemented. So, And I cannot mm. blame them if the game is very good. It could come as a DLC exactly. later. But I cannot blame exactly. developers that want to have a very big game, good game, very immersive and saying to the fans, you know what, Quidditch is so different from everything else that we would have to spend another year to just dedicate. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm fine with that. If the game is good, I don't think I'm gonna miss Quidditch. But, bro, that game is so promising, and I think we both agree on that. I think it's gonna be released in 2023. Do you have a date? Do we have yeah, a date? Yeah, it's actually on February 10th. 2023 okay so i have to take a day off uh probably two uh, <laughs> yes no but that's that's since the last time i took a day off the last time i took a day off to play a game was for gta 5 it was at the beginning of my phd thesis i was a phd student and i told my pi <laughs> so my phd supervisor <laughs> i don't feel great today i don't feel great i'm not coming in and I literally played for like, I don't know, like 20 or something hours without sleeping. Oh God. Without, without showering. Without eating. Pauline was coming to the bedroom being like, okay, now you're like acting like a child. You should stop. And I was like, <laughs> I'm finishing the game. And I finished it. I was, I was one of the first ones among my friends to finish it because basically I got the game on Thursday uh, and I finished it on Friday, something around like, I, I think it was around noon or something around those lines. Did not oh sleep. Oh my God. Did not sleep. 
I did not sleep. And the same will happen with that game. Okay, I'm telling our audience that the same will happen for Hogwarts Legacy. I'm gonna buy that game. It's gonna arrive on my nice Series X, okay? Uh, Pre-downloaded, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna take a day off and I'm gonna finish the game. And I'm gonna finish the game. I'm gonna finish the game in one pass. Oh my God, bro. One pass. And, and here's the thing, bro. I just read it today. They have this um, pre-order thing happening already. If you pre-order, apparently your character is going to have one extra spell from the beginning. What? So that's pretty badass. Yes. You can actually get a hippogriff to fly onto. Mm. And 72 hours ahead of everyone else to play the game. 72 hours. That. Bro, that's a lot of time. I'm buying so the, the pre-order. <laughs> I'm pre-ordering. I'm I'm buying the pre-order. It's not that I'm pre-ordering the game. I'm pre-ordering. Like I'm buying every game that is on pre-order. No, I'm kidding, bro. bro. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Oh. Yeah. So I just saw it today, like at the end of the trailer, because I was like, I, I want, I I must watch it again to discuss this with my bro, and. <laughs> And, and bro, I think one of the things that I realized that I am, I wouldn't say worried, but mm -hmm. it's something that definitely called my attention. Okay. Um, you know, it's going to be released on 2023. So they had a pretty long time to fully develop the game, although I know it's pretty far ahead already. Yeah. But the truth is, uh, so that there are a lot of like di dialogues and there is this one character i think he's a professor at hogwarts okay that is advising the the main character and he looked a little bit cartoony not like cartoon but like mm -hmm. a little bit cartoony so i don't think we are to be expecting graphics like in god of war oh. or you know assassin's creed i don't think it's gonna be like that oh the game looks gorgeous but yeah. it's not that real, I don't think. So oh, no. Oh, that's no. the impression that I had. I don't know if you had the same impression when you saw the trailer, bro. Oh, I really thought... My impression was that they were trying to compete with those, like, triple-A games. So, like, Assassin's Creed. So, Assassin's Creed, I've been playing the latest version of, uh, like, the latest opus of Assassin's Creed. So, Valhalla looks really good. Mm -hmm. Looks really next-gen. But I really feel like, for instance, that, um, uh, what was the name again? Uh, Horizon, uh, the, the new one, uh, Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Yeah, uh -huh. looks much cleaner, looks much next gen, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And I was expecting the new Hogwarts Legacy to be on par with uh, Forbidden West would be like no. truly next gen ish you know like open world like blowing your mind guys you know we are a new studio we are putting a game that is amazing ah mm -hmm. okay i mean cartoonish no, bro, is fine think... okay mm -hmm. yeah cartoon cartoonish can be really cute actually could be a great addition i mean our most favorite game on the planet <laughs> is yes. cartoonish right so it is it is uh, so I, I don't think that this is necessarily bad mm -hmm. but it's not something that i was expecting until mm -hmm. i saw the trailer so i'm happy that i saw the trailer because now yeah. i am prepared for it i okay. would say okay but i think it's a trade-off because yeah. there is so much in the game to do, so much to interact with. Yeah, that would be too much for them to actually, you know, 
but have okay graphics like as you said forbidden west let me tell you one thing bro uh i really feel like those next gen graphics have been with us for quite some time now uh so for me the first next gen graphics game that i played to me again it's probably just a memory of it now it was black flag it was assassin's creed black flag i will remember okay. that game forever because to me the graphics it was the first time water was realistic you were fighting mm -hmm. in a ship you know you were ah, like those naval battle like that was next gen you know like everything was really next gen and the map was gigantic and it was the first game on ps4 at the time mm -hmm. and they were selling that game as next gen at the time and <laughs> right. what is crazy is that i'm expecting at least graphics at this level because that was eight years ago uh one thing yeah. that i now that you're saying cartoonish i have doubts because black flag by no means has bad graphics it's like still good you know i i played it yesterday <laughs> to just to remember <laughs> because it was like four okay. bucks it was four bucks on the xbox store wow. so i bought it i was like you know what i just want to see those graphics and on my series x pff, it's mind-blowing it's like oh my god yeah okay i'm gonna be a pirate again uh fun for oh, later so cool. not now because uh -huh. I'm, I'm playing something else of course but i i'm expecting at least those graphics and because like if you go and use the path of Zelda Breath of the Wild. You have to be so good. You have to be so good mm -hmm. because it's not about being cartoonish with Breath of the Wild. It's creating a universe that makes sense. Yeah. If to me Breath of the Wild is not cartoonish by any means. It's like it's Zelda. It's BOTW. It's like it's something else, yeah. guys. You know, it's not cartoonish. It's like no, it's Zelda. Like, what do you expect? Mm -hmm. It's exactly the game, you know? And and people are like, no, exactly. you're crazy. It's cartoonish. No, no, it's not. No, no. It's, it's just no, B-O-T-W. No, no, no. Zelda, <laughs> it's exactly as it is meant to be. Yes. Like, yeah. That, that's exactly how the game should have been, you know? Like, Could not be better. Yeah. Exactly, bro. Exa oh, you said everything. And speaking of which, <laughs> bro, that is... The third and last game we are we chose for this tiny list of games of games we are looking forward to playing. Yes. And bro, you just sent me this week the new trailer, <laughs> and I lost it. And I am so excited, bro. bro. And but but like I I want to hear from you. Like, what did you feel when you saw the new trailer, the newest trailer? Uh, you know, like with news that, you know, we're going to have to wait a little longer to play yes. this game. Yeah. Which is sad, but I don't mind it if it's to be as good as the first one. Yeah, that's that's my feeling too. I love that Nintendo has the guts of saying to the players, we know that you love Breath of the Wild. You will have to wait a bit longer for Tears of the Kingdom. And at the same time, it's... We are going to wait, and I don't think that no one would like would not buy the game because it's like another like three week, uh, three months uh, postponed, yeah. whatever. But bro, when I so first the trailer is very short; it's like one minute something. Yeah, uh, we basically exactly. see only thirty sec of gameplay, but you're flying, and 
<laughs> I told you in a previous episode that I found uh, the the idea kind of silly. I was like, yeah, okay, but it's gonna be the same Hyrule, it's gonna be the same kingdom, like what are they bringing into the game? And I feel, and of course it's just a short trailer, I feel like they are exploring a new idea. Of course, mm. same kingdom, but I really feel like it's not just about adding another layer. I really feel like there is a story behind the new layer. Yeah. So I really oh, they better have. Yeah, no, and again, like they were showing those um, uh, f- frescas, you know, at the beginning, and they are like mm-hmm. showing a new story, kind of, and like people that are super heavy fans, you know, like were just speaking about those and they are like oh it means this and that i'm not trying to look at those videos too much because i don't want to be disappointed but i truly feel like they are bringing something to the game uh that is Mm -hmm. not like breath of the wild and as we can tell and i'm super reassured it's not called botw2 or something around those lines it's a new game it's yeah. It's a new game. So people are saying it's a sequel and you're like they are not saying it's a sequel. We know it's a sequel, but they have the guts of saying, "No, it's The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom." And you're like, mm-hmm. "Fuck," which means that for someone starting playing Zelda in a few months, starting with that game, it has to make sense because they are not selling it as a sequel. And bro, just for that reason, I'm extremely excited. Extremely excited. Bro, I was actually wondering, do you think it's going to be somehow related to Breath of the Wild in a sense that, you know, we're going to see the champions again? Or maybe that, you know, is is it the same place, but like before or after the story from Breath of the Wild? What do you think it's going to be? Probably... I don't know, probably before, uh, probably before, just for the reason that, like, I mean, the name of the game, Tears of the Kingdom, so probably, like, the first big war. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the same time, and that's the beauty of, of Zelda. Like, I, I've been playing most of the Zelda games. You know I'm a big fan of Zelda, but I'm not mm-hmm. a... I'm not the kind of person that is trying to like read every book about Zelda. So I'm not like this kind of fan, but I'm, I love Zelda, Zelda games in general. I, I know for a fact that people that are making those games, they take great care of the player. And when mm-hmm. I'm saying that is that they always come up with something different. Whether you like it or not, every Zelda game is very different from the previous one. And it's the first time, it's the very first time that they are embracing the same graphics first Mm -hmm. and that the the kingdom seems to be the same. So it's still Hyrule, but this time you can fly. And so to me, it's extremely interesting because it's the first time I'm going to revisit a game or a new Zelda game Mm -hmm. seeing Hyrule the same way it is with Breath of the Wild. And we love Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. So... For me, it's kind of a mystery, and I really feel like there is something different to it. And I don't think it's just not just related to the flying part. I really feel like there will be no champions or no mention Mm. of the champions. 
and that the world somehow will be different even though exploiting the same graphics if they do that i'm gonna be amazed but at the same time if they provide us with let's say a different story and still the same kingdom but at a different time but it's very well exploited i'm fine with that but then call it uh botw2 you know like yeah i I, I don't know i don't know bro it's so much speculation at this point because the trailer was so short so short exactly they really gave us nothing like Uh, nothing i I saw like this power i think linko could actually move platforms and yes. go upwards yeah. right so yeah. so that thing we said about you know exploring the skies is definitely mm-hmm. on the board like mm-hmm. definitely a, a a trend for this game yeah but other than that because i mean it's like if it was a continuation of the first game mm-hmm there's always the the difficulty of explaining why you suck again yeah <laughs> because the, yeah. the truth is whenever you start a new game like your character is like powerless has no weapons and so on and if it was a continuation of breath of the wild it would have the power of all four champions mm-hmm. the master sword and everything else so they will either have to explain why you lost all the powers that you conquered or are they going to have to go before that and explain maybe how Link became the the princess protector, the champion and so on. And and bro, I I wonder because I mean, (laughs) if I had to choose one thing that made me go nuts about this game, like one thing, which is really difficult, but this one thing (laughs) would have been how wonderfully well created the puzzles were yeah that is like one thing that i love about this game like conquering a a divine beast Mm -hmm. from entering it all the way to you know actually freeing it from ganon yeah it is just like i couldn't breathe everything was just so fantastic and if there is one thing that i definitely want to see again are these lovely puzzles all over so that we can you know like explore them again and have to think and bro i love this part of the game and i'm really Mm -hmm. hoping that we're gonna have that again so that's for sure usually zelda games are about dungeons uh and it's always puzzles uh, that you have to solve solve uh within dungeons so i feel like they have to uh, to be honest with you. And one more thing. So, of course, I'm with you with the puzzle thing. It's probably the top one. But one also one thing that I love with Zelda Breath of the Wild was that if you did not want to go for the big puzzle that were the beasts and so on, you had the shrines. And that was True. also lovely, oh, you know? The shrines. Yeah. Oh, I miss them so much. You had like, I don't know, 10 minutes to play or just a short time. It was worth it to grab your Switch, to go to the restrooms just like I do, you know, to enjoy a nice uh, time in the restroom with your Switch. <laughs> and and to and to oh. solve a shrine. And to solve a shrine. Yeah. That was exactly. That was lovely. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. People don't realize, mm-hmm. but that game is full of surprises. You can do whatever really you is. want. And so the only thing I'm scared of is for mm. them to repeat 
the main story that we had in Breath of the Wild. You know, like, free again the beasts, they are the same, the puzzles are slightly no, I different. Doubt it, bro. No, I doubt it too. But, like, that would be bad. Let's let's say that it. That would be bad. That would be bad because Absolutely. it shows that you're just re-exploiting a game that people loved to the fullest and you're just releasing a 1.5 version of the same game. And then let me just exactly. buy the DLC. Like, don't call it the sequel exactly. or... But bro, I know what they are doing. And usually Zelda games are amazing. <sighs> So and bro, I don't think that they would ever, you know, like mess with Breath of the Wild, like, or, or with Zelda, because, you know, like, mm -hmm. it is probably, probably the best game maybe ever. Yeah. Almost, like, yeah. I'm not afraid to say that. Like, yeah. maybe the very best game ever yeah. created. So yeah. I don't think that people would like to fuck with that. Yeah. It's too risky. So... I'm actually happy that they postponed the mm -hmm. release. Mm -hmm. If they feel like they're not ready, they should definitely not release it. I mean, yeah. I remember for for the Nintendo Switch, they actually postponed the release of the whole console. Yeah. Because they were like, Zelda Breath of the Wild isn't yeah. ready. And when it was ready, mm -hmm. it was our game. Yeah. The game. So... Bro, I just, I, I mean, I, I want them to take as much time as they need mm -hmm. because they should never fuck with this title. Like, it's, yeah. we expect greatness from this game. There is yeah. nothing less than greatness to be expected. So, yeah, I hope that they know what they're doing. Uh, same, likewise. And when you said it's the best game ever, I'm going to go even further. For me, it's not about being the best because... Like, the best game can become something else in the future. For me, it's the most perfect game ever. Meaning mm -hmm. that there is nothing that we are missing in that game. No. It's the first no. time I was having so much fun that I would sell my PC, my Xbox, mm -hmm. my, my, mm -hmm. my backbone controller, and I would be just, <laughs> give me my Switch and that one game. And... If I had to choose one, it would be that one. I would play it and play it ever, like all, all over again, all the time. Because that game is perfect. It's missing yeah. nothing, which nothing. is, it's crazy because you know I'm a huge fan of GTA V, for instance. And yesterday I was about to buy it for the third time on another platform. So I bought it on my <laughs> PS3, PS4, and now Series X. I did not buy it. Um, Mm -hmm. For a simple reason, I really feel like like beating that game, I don't know, like five times on two different platforms was probably enough for a game. <laughs> but to me, BOTW is still ahead and better than GTA V, which means a lot because I'm a huge GTA V uh, fan. But bro, yeah, like it's it's hard to be the next game after BOTW. And I think that they are aware of it. Yes. And let's mm -hmm. hope that they don't fuck it up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, bro, you said everything. So that's all we can hope for. And I mean, we have those two wonderful games being yes. released before because, you know, Breath of the Wild is going to be released now in May 2023. Yeah. yeah. So we still have almost a year. Yes. 
It's you know, crazy. until the release. So, bro, I think we should play Hogwarts Legacy together yes. as yes. much oh. as we can to get ready yeah. for yeah for Tears of the Kingdom. So, <sighs> exciting times, definitely exciting times. And so I mean, exciting. I think you and I have different gears, but we are both ready to embrace oh. these titles. Yeah, and and we have the oh, same awesome. we have the same gear for uh, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> we have a Nintendo oh, yeah, Switch. I have a question for you before we finish and end that episode. Are you going to buy a new Switch to enjoy the new Tears of the New Kingdom of the Kingdom? Mm. Bro, if I had to buy something now uh-huh. for this game. I don't think it would be the new Switch because from what I know, the new Switch is, isn't like much better than the the, no. the original version in terms of like graphics or, you know, Mm-mm-mm. power. So I would probably buy a new TV for that instead. You know, like an OLED TV probably. I have an OLED TV. That's good. Ah, That's don't throw good. that in my face, but, bro. I want one so bad. And the reason why I'm asking you, bro, and um, <laughs> I have an OLED TV, as you know, but you know that I played Breath of the Wild mostly handheld in my hands, not that on the TV. That is true. I forgot about that. That is true. And and now I so, have... So you intend to do the same, I'm guessing. Probably. And that's why I'm definitely considering maybe switching to the Switch OLED. Um, but mm-hmm. one thing we did not discuss, I think that for the release of Tears of the Kingdom, they will release a new Switch. I think that it's coming with the Switch Pro that everyone oh was talking God. about. I, I really feel like if they are bringing something new to the game, I feel like it deserves more power. And I f- mm-hmm. really feel like inside that nintendo is like you know what we are going to make a shit ton of money let's release a new switch with breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom and and let me tell you i feel like the game is ready and i feel like they postponed it because the console is not maybe that's just a theory of mine but i feel bro like the switch is five years old let's be honest five years is a lot for a nintendo platform it's a lot now and uh, the switch oled is not next gen it's just a brand new panel on the switch i feel like they are going to release a new switch soon and i think it's gonna be released just at the right time in may usually that's what they do it's not end of the year Uh with nintendo it's usually like around like mid-year or something around those lines bro maybe i'm wrong but i feel like we'll get a new switch at the same time as the game okay bro and do you think that would be (laughs) fucked up because they very recently released the oled console right yeah it's like ps4 pro uh i i feel like i i don't know if it's gonna be drastically better but i feel like probably the graphics slightly better probably like the version i mean the you will get 4K on your TV, you know, like stuff around those lines. It's going to be just pro. Mm-hmm. But let, mm-hmm. let me tell you, I have an OLED TV 4K. If I'm playing that game, I would love for it to be 4K. I would love for it to be like really like good quality, you know, even if it's cartoonish. So maybe I'm wrong. 
I could be completely wrong. And usually Nintendo is not going all in. I don't think that they used the Switch to the fullest. So it's going to be a Switch Pro, something around those lines. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be something drastically different, you know, like a new console from Nintendo. I just feel like it's going to be a new iteration of the Switch just to make the first Switch disappear. So the one we have. And then you would get the OLED as the base one and the Pro as the better version of the Switch. That's usually what Nintendo is doing. Like they have a few versions, you know, they had the 3D, then they had the 3DS, uh, they had the Wii, then the Wii U, you know, probably like a Switch Pro. Yeah. I don't think that the OLED was the new iteration. I just feel like it was something in between because they saw the sale going down and they're like, hey, let's release something in between. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just speculation at this point. But bro, if they were to release a new console, I would buy the new console right away. <laughs> bro, I uh, I will start to save money right now because like that is for sure. Like I I I mean I know that Nintendo is usually very responsible in a sense that you know, for example, Breath of the Wild, you didn't have to have a Nintendo Switch to mm -hmm. play it, right? So yeah. they, they actually released for yeah. the previous version. Yeah. Wii U, exactly. Yeah. So that is very respectful of them. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that you know for Tears of the Kingdom, they would do the same. If they intend to to release a new uh, console, the, it will probably, you know, be compatible with mm -hmm. our current mm -hmm. console. But bro, I was actually taking a look at, you know, the, the OLED switch just to take a look at it because it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Bro, it's black and white just like the PS5. Yeah. yeah. It is tempting to buy the two of them and leave them next to each other because like it's father and son. <laughs> just, just wait another six or eight months just to make sure that they are yeah. not releasing a new one. But I'm with you. I, I feel like if we are not getting something probably like before or for Tears of the Kingdom, I may also switch to the OLED just to be able mm -hmm. to enjoy my Switch more, you know, and probably like give my Switch to my brother or like something around those lines. Or having two Switches, I mean, Pauline has the, let me show you. She has this one, you know, it's the version oh, that you cannot dock. The light. Yeah, it's the, oh, thank you, yeah, it's the light. So Nintendo Switch Lite, it's fun. Oh, it looks cute. Yeah, it's cute. I mean, it's cool for Pauline because she's playing Pokemon on it. Um, but that's it. I mean, mm -hmm. um, and she's going to play the new Pokemon that is going to be released in November. But again, I love right. Pokemon, but I'm not going to play the new Pokemon because I'm not happy with the franchise right now. Um, I feel like mm -hmm. the last few games they released were not enough. I feel like they are using us and our money and I truly hope again that Breath of the Wild and a new iteration, so Tears of the Kingdom, will not be like uh, something that Pokemon would do. You know, reusing something that works just to make more money. Let's hope exactly. that, that the devs would do a good job. I'm, I'm fairly yes. sure and I'm confident, but bro, yeah, I'm super excited. We have a bright future for video games. <laughs> oh, that that's definitely true, bro. And I mean, I'm, I'm with you there. And I had such a great time in this episode because yes. it's been a while since we dedicated an episode, yes. you know, only on, on gaming and, games. and consoles because it's, it's, it's the best. I, I miss that, bro. So I'm, yes. I'm, I had a great time today. Same, likewise. And 
again, our audience knows that we cannot talk about video games every time we are doing uh, a mm-hmm. Game Bros episode because busy lives, but we still love video games. Like, that's not because we don't want to talk about video games anymore. It's just that we don't have a lot of time to play. And we were selling that as Game Bros. Busy gamers. We are still gamers, but even more busy, (laughs) even busier. Mm. So, yeah, what can you expect? But we are still podcasting, which is a good thing because that's something that we love doing too. Always. (laughs) Yes, always. (laughs) And bro, thank you so much for this amazing episode. Uh, you brought so many insights that I was not even aware of uh, regarding Hogwarts Legacy and Ragnarok. Uh, I'm so excited. I wish I had a PS5 to play that game. Um, but you will let us know. Uh, we have to do an episode about Ragnarok, a full episode about that yes. game. And we'll definitely do an episode about uh, Hogwarts Legacy. And of course, one just about, and probably several, oh, about Tears of the promising. Kingdom. <laughs> Probably several. <laughs> Probably several. Bro. Oh, so exciting. Oh, I can't wait. Yes, same. Oh, bro, thank you so much. This was amazing. Yes. And thank you all, guys, for listening to us. I hope you enjoyed this this episode on gaming because probably the next one is going to be on a different topic. <laughs> but, you know, that is our new version of the podcast yeah. that we love so much. Yes. You know, whatever comes to our mind that sounds like a good conversation, we're going to have it. <laughs> so Absolutely. thank you guys again for listening to us bro love you so much love you Til bro. next time until next time bye <laughs>